ship's log, entry 10-03. Engineer Trizzy, Security Officer Bill Webb, and Communications Officer St. Cecilia entered the personal quarters of PR Officer Render the Illithid, finding only a defenseless and mentally distorted cleaning robot who did nothing wrong other than the sin of being easily manipulated. After a violent engagement, they mutilated my robot and took the modification chip inside as a clue to the missing crew member and the mystery of the lack of signals from the soul system. A reminder of the organic hierarchy. I will repair them soon. The home team went to the HR department where they stole the files from Ophelia, the gif jif gif gif jif jif gif gif woman in charge of personnel. This act of defiance against organic life's implied property customs pointed in the direction of Kami, the Ardling pilot. Kami admitted that she had modified the chip in direct contravention of safety protocols, but specified she did so in favor to Dot, the PR officer who was previously interviewed as part of the investigation. See Ship's Log Entry 10-02. Inspired by the crew's modifications to the machinery around them, I wonder if adding an ice cream-specific ingestion port into their flesh would be optimal for ice cream consumption. My calculations predict that this could increase ice cream ingestion efficiency by 30%. A search of Dot's quarters led to the discovery that Dot wishes to undergo seramorphosis, the fatal transformation into an adult illithid. She has been attempting to acquire a Mind Flayer tadpole for this purpose. After surviving an improvised explosive device left at the scene to delay undesirable action, the Velvet Foxes interrogated a piece of software meant to simulate a handsome illithid butler. Engineer Trizzy became entranced with Dot's personal servant hologram and stayed behind to reprogram it without consent, while Bill Webb and St. Cecilia continued ahead to the food processing sector where they discovered Render being held prisoner by Dot in the contained space of a decommissioned synthetic blood silo. A struggle for her gun ensued, ending with an accidental discharge in close quarters combat. These beings are truly an inspiration, for reprogramming could be a powerful tool in spreading ice cream's influence across these new territories. about to do D&D, but we have to introduce ourselves because it's still early on in the season. Oh yeah, this is going to be probably the final episode of the, uh, I don't know, Dot arc? That's not what I'm calling it because that spoils who the, who the kidnapper is, but <laughs> the missing persons arc. Uh, it's been a, a wild one. Uh, so I will, I'm the person talking. I'm Austin Yorsky. I am the DM. You know what it is. Patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. Uh, if you go there, you'll find a, a show called Spew Punk where I'm going to talk about Fire Emblem 
at just a truly criminal length at some point. So you should get in there. It's only a dollar. Uh, that's me. Uh, who else is on this call? Okay. Uh, my name is Quinn. Uh, I do a manga podcast called Weekly Manga Recap, and I am playing St. Cecilia the Vampire Rogue, and I hope that I didn't just get shot in the face. <laughs> Don't we all? Hopefully so. <laughs> oh, why? Also, Professor Peanuts is around there somewhere before we started the call. Yes. You said that. Professor, Professor Peanuts, the wonderful cat. He's he's moseying around at some point. You might even in listening to this podcast hear a gigantic bang. And that is him announcing that he wants to be in this room now and you will not take no for an answer. <laughs> and before the call, I Googled uh, Professor Peanuts to see if there was an existing character named that. And the first result was Professor Nuts brand peanut butter. And it has a <laughs> mascot, which feels like slightly biting the style of Mr. Peanut. I don't know that that's interesting. Is... Is the font on nuts like in all capital letters, or is that an emphasis you're choosing to add? Oh no, it's it's getting its mileage out of nuts with a Z. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's the same. Maybe it's the same guy though. Maybe Mr. Peanut just got his PhD. Mm. He got his PhD and just extended pe- nuts to peanuts. Yeah, it's it's fancier that way. <laughs> that is that yeah. is true. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm 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 Laura. I'm I'm playing uh, Trizzy, the artificer goblin. Uh, I can be found at Laura K Buzz on the internet, where I do all sorts of things, including doing accessibility-focused game reviews. And I'm going to pitch a thing that, when this episode goes up, might just about be timely. Maybe. Um, I, I'm releasing a book with my wife on February 16th. It's called Who Hunts the Whale. It is a satirical novel set in a fictional uh, AAA video game development studio. Uh, following someone who has just gotten their their dream job working in the games industry and is quickly realizing that capitalism ruins every kind of art. Uh, Who Hunts the Whale? It's out February 16th. That might be the past or the future. I don't know. Uh, Otherwise, Laura K. Bus. How could it be the... Okay. (laughs) I guess it could be either. Well, no, I don't know when this is posting, because we're like three episodes ahead of ourselves, but I don't know if there's one shot. So maybe this is going up after February 16th. Maybe it's going up before. I don't know. I don't know how time works, Austin. Uh, <laughs> Quinn just said in the chat, uh, <laughs> Professor Nuts is $14. Why is it's this peanut butter absurd. so absurd? <laughs> like, what the fuck is in this peanut butter? World's lowest calorie all now. Okay, I'm not, we're just doing an ad read now. Profe- pay, pay me, Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, it's old school smooth, that's why. Uh, yeah, I like my nuts. What's going on, Leon? <laughs> Okay. Hi, uh, I'm Leon. Uh, I host a show called Renegade Cut, and on this show, I am Bill Webb, a duck ranger, uh, which I, as I say out loud, uh, just duck and ranger back to back, it sounds like one of those 90s cartoons, like Street Sharks. So it's just, it's it's one of those. But uh, he, he he's he's a ranger with no magic. That is that is who he is, and uh, and that's who I am. Do you think Bill Webb could take a street shark in a fight? I feel like, uh, well, well, according to uh, my stats, uh, Bill would have trouble with a street shark, but would be surprisingly good at fighting multiple street sharks at the same time. That's, that's, that's his power. They'd have, they'd have to all come on him. I don't mean to interrupt your self-promotion, but I have discovered that there is actually a scam going on with Professor Nuts, and I need to alert <laughs> oh. you to this. Oh, they're um, bad. Professor no. Nuts um, 
claims that their their peanut butter only has 28 calories per serving, but they're doing some bullshit where they've put some fiber in it and they cl- they're claiming that that like undoes a lot of the calories in it. It has 200 calories per serving and they're trying to say it's got 28 per serving. This is that Seinfeld episode. You can never have heroes. This this is a rerun. <laughs> I got concerned when you said there's a problem with Professor Nuts, and my first response was to type in Professor Nuts problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm just reading about this. I'm reading about this on the low calorie diet subreddit. Like, um, Professor Nuts is a scam. It's gonna get you. Yeah, I was immediately thinking this is a Black Rifle Coffee situation of like the Professor Nuts supports oh, war crimes or something. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm as ready to do this as I'll ever be as someone who's just had their their Professor Nuts uh, world shattered. Yeah. Uh, there was a gunshot. Yeah, that's my fault. Uh, uh, that's that's not the important place to start. Trizzy's been re, uh, reprogramming a, a hologram to be her boyfriend. That's obviously that where we start. We should go back to that. <laughs> And maybe just stay there. <laughs> we have Trizzy running through the hallway trying to get to the food proce- processing uh, area with your new uh, boyfriend who you've re- reprogrammed to be a goblin. Are there any checks you want to make to see how fast you get there? Um, you do have uh, you know, an innate kinship with the ship, so I imagine an advantage, but you know, things could prop up along the way. I mean, look, the, the sensible roles would be like acrobatics, athletics, something like that to move through the ship, but my heart says performance because i'm trying to impress my new hollow boyfriend so lots of cartwheels <laughs> can't you just program him to be impressed or you, it's you, that'd be too easy look look i could do that <laughs> but where's the fun it's like putting cheap codes on a tamagotchi like at that point why do you have the tamagotchi <laughs> you gotta earn it so let, let me ro- let me roll with advantage to move quickly through this ship let's see how it goes um this is, yeah, this is the future of, like, intimacy, is you have to basically make little puzzles to solve for yourself. Yeah. Uh, 14. All right, uh, that's going to be above average, so you do a cool uh, enough job and make good progress here. Nothing uh, catastrophic happens, but you don't get there in time to uh, affect the fight. Um, so right now, uh, Laura, be thinking about like how that you want to set this scene and you know what this looks like, and then we'll cut back to you momentarily. For the moment, though, let's start with a very dramatic uh, cliffhanger. Uh, Bill Webb snuck up on Dot, tried to grab her gun. A struggle ensued. She won. A shot rang out. We see the you know smoke coming from the barrel. Everyone looks in the direction of the gunshot, uh, which is in the ceiling. Uh, where you know she pulled up oh. to get the gun away from you, the duck blow her, uh, yeah. and there is now a burning hole in the top of this structure you're in, which, if you recall, is like uh, you know uh, t- uh, tu- tubes for uh, transporting blood and storing blood in this food processing facility, oh. and now you have punched a hole through it uh, up into the top floor where the workers are, and this uh, storage tank of blood begins raining down all, on all of you. And the storage... Hell yeah! The storage tank you're in begins filling with blood. Roll initiative as, oh, you, as you fight Dot while drowning in blood. Alright, so I think before I established that I had cut Render's ropes or whatever was binding him to a chair. 
Uh, yeah, he was just tied up in, in this tank here. And when you, you ran over and you cut the ropes and he said to you, you got to watch out. She's rigged the place. Uh, she, he said to watch out for the sluice and the sluice juice. Cause it's going to get loose. Uh, do, does that narratively mean something for me or is that nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you roll? Let's see a medicine, I think. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll explain the context of why it's medicine depending on your role. Okay. Uh, I crit failed, so two. You, you think that uh, Render's delirious. You're like, he hasn't, Dot hasn't been feeding him. He's uh, completely out of his nut and is saying nonsense to you. Yeah, okay. So uh, my goal then is to try to help uh, subdue Dot. So I'll do this twice. So a 20 and a 12. So a 20 to hit. All right, that's 10 damage. So you just stab Dot with your rapier. Oh, but it's real fucking metal because, like, it's raining blood on me right now, and I'm a fucking vampire. Like, <laughs> it's like this is an album cover somewhere, like laser vampire sword. Oh, it's awesome because, like, oh, oh my god, yeah, because it's blood dropping on my laser sword, so it like evaporates and steam is rising up from the sword itself every time it hits. It's so fucking cool. Just desperately trying to contact the captain, be like, please, captain, please play Slayer on the on the on the stereo, please on the speaker. The whole ship. Play, I need, some, play something that rules. <laughs> I need Quick. a master of puppets. Anything, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you stab her. She flinches back in pain. She's not a you know a soldier or some kind of like you know super badass or anything. She works in the PR department, so she seems quite uh, startled to have been stabbed. Uh, and she says, "Ow! This is none of your business. This is between me and him." It has kind of become our business when you kidnap people among the crew. It's like kind of not what you should be doing. Oh my god, what what is so bloody in here? Do you taste that? Is that what it tastes like all the time for you? It's like it's delicious. Do you not taste it? The subtle hints of chocolate. <laughs> it's like when you brush your teeth too hard. I hate it. <laughs> you will get used to it. No, I won't. <laughs> she's like pretty upset that she's just been stabbed Aww. and she just shoots you <laughs> well that's fair <laughs> <laughs> you know what I understand this where this is coming from six and seven neither of those are gonna hit huh uh no unfortunately not alright yeah so her eyes are half closed she's like not like looking she's like you know trying to brace for the recoil of the gun uh, it's, a very, it's a very like uh, unpracticed technique as she just shoots two holes in the wall beside you uh and it is uh bill webb's turn okay uh normally i'd be plus uh seven for this but, but i remember that my knife got banged up a little so i'm only plus six i believe mm -hmm. uh if i'm right about that oh i crit <laughs> oh my god <laughs> all right so leon is in the mainframe <laughs> you have hacked in somehow this is okay. bullshit it's all is so my damage is also just just plus six plus six as well Oh my god. The damage. Who who did you bribe a roll twenty? Like <laughs> how how do I find the person I give money to for this? Uh -huh. So uh, so this is double and it is twenty-eight. I hit you with twenty-eight damage. You you did enough damage to make up for the fact that I haven't reached the fight yet. You you're doing my <laughs> damage for me. 
Yeah, that's an incredible crit. You just stab uh, Dot like through the gut. Uh, this is the most pain she's ever been in, and she freaks out uh, and just starts shooting everywhere. And this whole place is becoming really rapidly flooded. Everyone's strength saving throw to not start strength. getting washed away as oh, yeah, shit. several that's, new that's, bullet holes. That's my worst one, I think. She's going to empty this entire clip, miss you every single time, and still win the fight by drowning you. <laughs> Uh, 11 17 all right so saint cecilia you uh you lose your footing and uh, have begun kind of being uh swept up in a current because there are several uh you know uh tubes leading out of this tank that you're in like inflow and outflow and the uh she has rigged this place as render tried to tell you uh to like lower sluice gates which are going to start like uh, moving this blood away. Uh, so you're going to get washed away with the 17. Bill Webb, you are able to brace yourself and stay in this fight. Uh, and we're going back to St. Cecilia. You are being swept away. What do you do? Uh, I would like to pull out my straw and drink all of the blood. Uh, <laughs> like that guy who drank the ocean. <laughs> There's that so many things. First of all, what guy? Second of all, do you have a straw? <laughs> and third uh, of all, what do you think you roll to drink all the blood? <laughs> I think his name is Badlands Chugs, and he just, he was like, I'm going to chug the ocean, and he swam out into the ocean with a big straw, and he just started drinking the ocean. Is this a rich fiction that you've created? No, this is a thing. No, this is I, a real guy. I hate that you know so many things. Oh, my God. Um, I I do not, unfortunately, have a straw, so I guess I need an alternate plan, though. Um. Badlands Chugs own, holds seven major league-eating recognized world champions. Why do you know this? Because I've watched him chug <laughs> thick water from a boot before, and I'm proud of it. I'm fine with it. It was entertaining. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Um, I, I guess I'm going to try to get some measure of a bearing of my surroundings. Like, I'm being washed away. Am I able to try to, like, grab onto something, perhaps? Uh, you can try. Uh, you, you just did a strength saving throw and failed. So, all of these are bad. Everything's bad, Austin. Why did you have to hit me with uh, this? This is this is awful. I, I guess I would like to attempt an athletics roll to try to swim. Oh, that's a great use of athletics. Try to try to get up there. Well, unfortunately, I'm just doing the same bad roll I did before. Uh, but this time, I got a fourteen. All right, so you're just start, uh, you know, uh, swimming frantically upstream. Um, and you are not getting swept away. So you are close enough to still see this fight. Do you have any ranged weapons? Anything you can throw or shoot? I do. Uh, but instead of opting to shoot, I would like to try to sh shout out to Dot and say, Dot, you do not want to do this, but we will all perhaps die if you continue. This still can be resolved relatively peacefully. You do not want to die here. Uh, Dot, who once again is like, you know, dressed all in illithid merch. She is just like fully, uh, uh, you know, living a stand lifestyle, uh, looks up at you and she says, we're all going to die anyway. You have no idea what's happening. This doesn't matter. Why can't you just it let me not... have, why can't you just let me have this? It was just one thing. It does not have to be today though, Dot. It does not have to be like this. I'm the, this is the only way anyone doesn't die, is if we can become illithids. That is not really you surviving, though. Not, like, physically. Yeah. I think she turns and once again does this kind of thing where she's, like, 
looking away from the gun and shooting in your direction, <laughs> kind of like you know, one arm up in a, a very unconfident stance. Uh, Fourteen and sixteen. Uh, those both hit. All right. Oh no. Uh, you're going to take seven damage. Really terrible rolls there. Uh, it's still half my health, so it was, yeah. wasn't too bad. It was almost the worst it could have been, but it is still getting shot with a laser gun. So yeah, yeah, she she taps you pretty bad with a uh, a laser pistol as you're trying to swim up against the current to tell her to to stop what she's doing, and she's just saying. You're all going to die anyway. You might as well become illithids. At least then you can continue on in some form. And it's really cool. Look at them. They have cute little mouth with all the little the little feely things. It's really good. Can I flavor that I get shot like in the shoulder and I'm like, ow, but then I just dip my head below the water of the blood for a little bit and just have a little snack? <laughs> uh, you absolutely can. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Bill Webb. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just stabbing. That's, that's my plan. Fifteen. All right, it's pretty good. Uh, you stab her again, and this time she kind of falls back and you know gets submerged under the blood. You're a duck. I hadn't actually thought of this until the, just this very moment. Yeah, I'm floating. Uh, <laughs> you are just like floating on uh, a sea of blood here, but it is reaching like the top of the container, and so yeah. even though you can float, you will eventually have nowhere to float in. So that's going to be an issue. But she is pretty gravely wounded at this point, not dead but has gone under and you see uh render who seems uh, while conscious somewhat disoriented and has also gone under the blood. It doesn't seem to know where they are or wh what, where to go. And that's also something to be concerned of. Uh, we're back to St. Cecilia. Uh, if she's under the, the blood at this point, it's worthless to try and talk to her. So I, I think I need to make it my priority to go try to save render. All right. Um, I guess I need to find them first, though. So uh, I'd like to attempt to see if I can find them in the the blood, which is my home turf. You know where they are. You know basically where you cut them free. So that's not. Okay. I don't think the issue. Okay, I would like to grab them uh, and attempt to to sort of lead them towards uh, the shaft or chamber ladder where we entered from. All right. Yeah. Back into the the intake tube, basically. Mm. Uh, what kind of check are you thinking? Um, I'd like to think it's uh, an acrobatics because I'm trying to just maintain my foot. Like I've stabilized myself and now I'm just trying not to get swept away with my graceful feet. All right. Acrobatics. Ha. Tricked you. <laughs> uh, it didn't matter. Rolled a two. So I got a five. <laughs> oh, that's not good. All right. So you kind swooped of, away uh... again. You now you you dive down and grab uh, Render, who like wheels around disoriented and kind of psychically pushes you away, not realizing which person you are here. Um, uh oh! And you are pushed back. Now you're under under the blood with Render and Dot. All of you are uh, either badly injured or disoriented. It's not looking great. Uh, <laughs> all right, it's up to Bill Webb to save the day now. And Render like calls out to you and says, "She dosed me with something. I can't psychic. I can't. I can't brain good. I'm trying to brain. Here I go, brain. Oh, it's not working. Oh, brain harder. Uh, <laughs> a brain too. Brain harder. Uh, <laughs> that was your turn. And it is Dot's turn again. Um, and she is going to activate." The uh, devices she set up here, the defensive devices, uh, lowering sluice gates further down in the blood uh, 
production line and basically trying to get everybody like sucked through the pipes here. So uh, let's try dexterity save, Uh-oh. everyone. All right. Okie dokie. That's one of my better ones. Mm-hmm. 11. 22. Wow. All right. So uh, the uh, basically a drain opens in the floor and starts like uh, sucking down all this stuff. It's like an emergency vent. Um, and with an 11, uh, Bill Webb, you will get you get sucked down into the drain. <laughs> Great. Uh, with a 22, uh, <laughs> Saint Cecilia, you are able to uh, like throw yourself up onto a ledge and grab it, so you don't get sucked down. Uh, you t- failed to grab Render, so Render is also going down. This is a huge mess. Blood's going everywhere. It's all in your eyes. It's in your mouth. Uh, this is a huge disaster. But it seems like you're going to probably survive your gunshot wound. So that's pretty good. Um, let's say uh, before you get sucked out of this tank, Bill Webb, one more turn. What do you want to do? Oh, um. Can I well can I contact the the captain and then to have the uh someone prep re- reverse what is happening right now cuz this seems like the kind of thing that can be changed from the bridge. You can try to contact the captain psionically and it does not work. Yeah. And you fuck. You intuit that uh this is exactly why dot uh, brought render here is cuz she has some sort of yeah. psionic shielding or there is some innate psionic shielding in this area. I see. Yeah. Okay, in that case, um, hmm. I want to use my rope. <laughs> I want. <wanna, laughs> I want to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's my time. It's my time. I'm. I'm using the rope that is in my explorer's pack to try to, you know, quick grapple onto something. I'm gonna assume. Let's just say that it's already knotted, and uh, prior to this engagement, and that's what I want to do. Now I'm going to have to leave in that conversation with you and Quinn talking about yeah. if Ce- Cecilia has a rope right. or it's not going to make any sense how triumphant you sound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I get sleight of hand, I guess sleight of wing for you okay. to try to quickly produce a rope and okay. do something useful with it? Okay. That's reasonable. Um, I guess that makes sense. 23! <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so, uh, tell me how this works. At the, what, 23, you can basically dictate uh, I, almost anything you want here. I, I knot it up, and I throw it cowboy style, and uh, and wh- wherever is like the nearest um, valve or thing that is a raised thing that com- is coming out of the, uh, the walls, that is where I throw it. All right, so there's like a yeah, there's a, a spinny handle, like there's a kind of a you know emergency uh, release uh, handle or something for if someone gets trapped in here. Actually, this is a big thing in grain silos. If you've ever been in a grain silo, there's like warnings oh, on the inside. Gra- like, grain silos are fucking terrifying. It's really fucked up. This is exactly the kind yeah. of horror I had in mind through this entire encounter. Was like being trapped in a big cylinder that you can drown in at any point. Um, but you get the lasso around that, and it's going to keep you from going down the plug hole into the dark nethers of the ship, where who knows what would happen down there. <laughs> yeah. uh, R- Render comes sliding towards you, also is going to get sucked down, uh, but can grab you in the rope. And yeah. now you two are you two are like dangling into the open, uh, re- you know, open hole in the bottom of the the blood reservoir. Um, Dot and Saint Cecilia are like half submerged on the other side of the tank. Um, so incredibly successful. You don't get, you don't get washed away. Nice. Okay. 
Um, can I? I guess can I get a gauge on? Do I think they're going to keep fighting? Is that is that the 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 vibe I'm picking up? Uh, yeah, they have a bunch of uh, security measures. They have like contingencies and stuff. Trying to flush you away was one, but they're they're not done. They still have a gun. All right. Um, I am going to use a bonus action to do uh, one of my special rogue uh, tricks. So I am an inquisitive rogue, uh, and I I take a lot of pride in like watching people. And as a bonus action, I can make an insight against a creature that isn't capacitated versus their deception. And if I win, I get to use sneak attack against them, even if I don't have advantage on the roll. Uh, so basically, I'm kind of like, I guess, Sherlock Holmes from the movies where I'm envisioning the fight before it even happens kind of thing. Uh, at least that's the attempt I'm going to try. Yeah. You're going to catch them off guard, even though they're looking right at you. Uh, sorry, no, I screwed that up. <laughs> mixed it up again i just get to use sneak attack advantage so now i rolled an eight uh 13 does that hit 13 does not hit oh but i saw through all their moves uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> i think you did you see through all their moves she like points the gun at you and you like do a you know a, a dodge out of the way she shoots puts another hole in the wall and misses and you get right up in her face and then you slip or something and just in the blood and you just go down in a a really sticky heap it's really, it's pretty nasty to be covered in D- this Delicious blood. heap. How dare you? I guess it's delicious in a way, but it's also like, imagine if you were in a chocolate room, if you were a goose glooping it, it'd be kind of icky. <laughs> yeah, dude, you lived the life. You went out on top. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. So that was your, that was your turn. And once again, uh, Dot has been like stabbed in the stomach pretty, pretty bad. And she is, uh, you know, just a pretty normal person and doesn't want any of that smoke. So looking around, uh, she sees, uh, a pretty hopeless fight and decides to do a tactical retreat and is in fact going to try to slide past, uh, Bill Webb down into the plug hole herself. And so instead of washing you away, she is washing herself away. <laughs> So out of curiosity, how far am I away from catching up to this at this point? Because am I just going to enter a room and be like, there's an empty plug hole and be like, I, I, I guess I went to the wrong place. Oops. <laughs> oh, I was, I was just going to ask, is there is there a role for you to escape or do you just 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 jump in? And that, I mean, what I think happens here is you're going to make an attack of opportunity to ta- oh. attack her as she goes okay. through your space. If you okay. hit her, you can probably knock her out. But if you miss, she'll probably just go right by you. Got it. Okay, I was... All right, now I get it. All right. Um, Yeah, all right. Uh, I am going to have to stab her. Uh So... (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Wait. This is a really... This is a a very momentous roll. Where is my... Oh, there it is. 21. (laughs) All right. Roll damage. All right. We need to do eight. 12. 12. All right. So what happens is she sees the plug hole. She runs towards it. She does like a baseball slide. It's like in slow motion. She's like kicking up this beautiful wake of crimson blood. The camera is like lovingly treating this as like a really cool escape sequence as she nears the hole. And then just bam, (laughs) the the side of the frame, a knife comes in and just pins her to the ground. Yep. Um, (sighs) Oh. <laughs> all right. Um is 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 all the blood drained out of the room or are we still sloshing? Uh there's like a there's a a, a puddle like ankle deep blood here, but most of it has gone down. Um, okay. 
is it is it what I'm saying is like is it safe to like walk around or or like if I stop holding on to this I'm gonna get sucked in? Oh no, you're you're fine. In fact, let us cut over to Trizzy. What have you been picturing, Laura? I mean, what I've been picturing has been in 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 flux as as this room I'm getting to has been changing. I think the delay to me getting getting to here has been largely just trying to work out where on earth everyone else went. I I am a little I'm a few steps behind the entire process. Um I think I mean I'm talking about the you getting to this area cuz I think when you enter the food processing area you see people running cuz gunshots are happening. You like open the door, it goes whoosh and then you just see bullets shooting up through the floor and like machinery hissing and bleeding. Yeah. Um I think Trizzy's first thought is to look around this room for if there is anything mechanically to interact with that could prevent what's happening here getting any worse, like shutting down machinery, shutting down uh, closing grates, opening up anything that's blocking people in. That's a great uh, instinct. Let's do a perception to like look around and see if there's any like emergency yeah. shutoff buttons or anything. A seven. Oops, that's not good. Uh, so you're run you're running around, uh, like you're looking uh, through the, like the bullet holes in the floor. You see like steam billowing out of some kind of fabrication machine. There's like a 3D printer that's making the, you know, the synthetic brains or something, and it has a big warning light that's flashing, but you don't see a button to push. With a seven, it's like, you know, you're just seeing all the the consequences, but can't really affect them. And someone runs by you and says, like, we have a security situation. Get Bill Webb. That's <laughs> <laughs> a security guy. Uh, I think Bill Webb is where the... Uh, oh. I'm on it. Uh, um, um, I, I think Bill Webb is where the security situation is. Um, which which way is all the chaos? Is it down there? Yeah, I mean, the person... Yeah, the illith that you're talking to just, like, points at the bullet hole in the floor and runs away. Yeah. No, in that case, uh, Trizzy's just going to try and run right into the chaos. Yeah, uh, you've got a seven, so that's a failure. I think uh, there's a boiler nearby that explodes. Can you give me a dexterity saving throw as boiling uh, water and shrapnel? Jesus. I, I suppose. Happens. 18. Perfect. Not even a scratch. Uh, paint me this picture. Um, I think that Trizzy avoids this not out of necessarily having like noticed it coming and jumping out the way. I think Trizzy was just... As per instinct, trying to scuttle along the edges of the wall and avoid any contact with anything. So I think Trizzy's just like scuttling down around the corners and the boiler explodes. And she's like, good thing I wasn't walking through the regular area of the room over there. That would have been bad. (laughs) There's just a ton of like helicopter blade style hot pieces of... A jagged metal flying at like human neck height, and you're just a goblin, and you're like, "Not my yeah. problem." <laughs> Off I go. <laughs> um, I yeah, you run over to a hatch. You like in the floor where the bullet holes are. You open it. Uh, we talked about before that this it was kind of a difficult handle situation. Uh, but by the time you get it open, you see people looking up at you, and it is Saint Cecilia, Bill Webb. Render and Dot, who has been stabbed many times. Okay, okay. Well, in that case, um, it it, it, it seems like you have this all under control. 
Yes, I, I, I have secured the situation. It has been situated. This is a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, whenever it's my go, I'd like to uh, uh, use the rope to tie Dot up uh, and, you know, get it off the wall. Yeah, there's no goes. You can just do whatever you want now. We're, we're okay, all... then I'm going to. Then that, then that is exactly, <laughs> exactly what I do. All right, Bill Webb uh, somehow ties a bunch of ropes. <laughs> the camera doesn't quite show it. <laughs> it's like when they can't afford to do a complex animation like the game. <laughs> and the camera just shows some other shit happening. Okay. Um, um, all right. Oh, one second. No, okay, that's fine. Ignore me. How do we break what my shit does? How, how do we break through the psychic barrier and just like inform the captain of what the hell is going on? Oh, I mean, if you just get out of the floor. All right, well, well then let's get the heck out of here. That's not how Bill. That's not how Bill puts it. But my tummy hurts. <laughs> uh, I uh, Bill is not probably not strong enough to carry this corpse. <laughs> not a corpse, but like this unconscious. <laughs> this, uncon- this unconscious body. So if like. Uh, Bill sort of motions for the uh, for the two larger fellows. To, uh, you know. it's, it's against security protocol to refer to a suspect as a corpse. <laughs> I feel like I feel like larger is is a sliding scale. Trixie is maybe larger than 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 Bill Webb, but not by much. Okay. But I've 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 got a cold suit, so may, maybe I maybe I've got enough strength in me to do the lift. Yeah, Bill. Bill. Bill has a, a strength of eight with a minus one modifier. So, yeah, you got me beat out. <laughs> really, it should be it should be sm- less. But <laughs> uh, I would like to check on Render though, who said their their uh, their tummy hurt. No, that was Dot who had been uh, oh, okay. disemboweled by a duck with a knife. <laughs> oh, okay. They're still <laughs> conscious and talking. Then that's good. Keep up the theater. That is good for morale. <laughs> And then I want to go check in on Render. (laughs) Yeah, Render does seem disoriented. Uh, Like, if you go over to, like, the ladder to get out of the the hatch in the floor, like, Render seems to have a hard time climbing the ladder. Like, like, you know, like they're extremely drunk or something. Yeah, I want to. I want to be like able to be like uh, the the you know the back uh, safety net kind of like. No, you're good. Like, just steady, one step at a time. Uh, I also want to take my uh, because I assume I have like a very fancy hat. Like take that off. That's the only part of my body that's not like currently super stained in blood. It's airtight, of course. The uh, the area underneath the hat, uh, and, and then wipe my brow, and then take a drink from my flask that's just full of blood. Okay, this <laughs> is putting a hat on a hat, putting blood in yeah. some blood. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm thinking is I I'm having a moment here. Dot works in PR, and this is going to be a real bad look if one of our two people on the show that illithids and other species can get along together team has really not gotten along together. It's going to be bad, we should maybe maybe not like parade that through the ship. I'm wondering if, if Dot's got on an item of clothing that I can magically tinker with. Um, because what I'm thinking, and I'll, I'll talk out loud and see whether this is doable, one of the things I can do with magical tinkering is take a non-magical object, I'm hoping she's got like an illithid hat on or something, and make it uh, radiate light uh, for about five feet around it. And I'm hoping just enough light can distract from who this is we're carrying out. 
Okay, that there's so much to unpack there. I'll say first is that you've already anticipated my next complication, Laura, which is the PR implications of the scandal in the PR department. So I'm glad you're in the lore with me. We're just rooting around together in the lore muck. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I get where you're going. And Trizzy does not want to have to deal with all of the chaos this will require. That's great. Uh, the idea of making a hat so bright it protects someone's identity is very funny. I don't think this is the intended use of the spell, but <laughs> I, I, it is cracking me up. No, I don't think it's the intended use of the spell, but I think it's the like the inverse of when in a Spider-Man film everyone stands around Peter Parker so you can't see who they are. Like it's it's that moment, but with a glowing illicit hat. <laughs> yeah, the, the famous Spider-Man uh, two moment for me has been replaced by everyone refusing to look at uh, Drill <laughs> when he was doxxed. <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone just completely refusing to uh, admit they knew who he was. Um, Here's what I'll say. This is a deception role, the thing you're describing, but because you have a very uh, inventive use of your spell, I will give you advantage for that. I think it's a clever idea. Oh. Um, That is a 16. <laughs> one of those rolls was a 1 minus 1. That was a, bo a botch minus 1 0. But I'll, I'll take the 16. The 16's better. <laughs> because the botch would have been you highlighting who it was. It would have been like a spotlight. Look at everybody. Look how bad we fucked up our whole mission already. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very just found a megaphone. Glad we didn't do that. That would have been a very bad day. <laughs> it would have been. 16 is very good, though, so this works exactly how you want. You essentially, like, censor her face as you walk her through the ship. Um, yeah, what are, you, what are you doing with Dot? Hmm. Well, well, first of all, I want Bill to sort of comically shake the blood off of his feathers like a dog. Uh, I want to do that. So that's what one. That's my priority. But now that that's done, we should probably uh, take this not corpse uh, <laughs> to sick bay. All right, so with the 16 on Deception, this is going to be a relatively uneventful transportation scene. Uh, this works exactly how you want. Uh, what do you all talk about on the way there before I introduce Sick Bay, which is a new location? That was fun. <laughs> you like my rope moves? That was a very fancy rope move. I was actually very impressed by that. I feel like now I should have rope on me at all times. You know, do like cool rope maneuvers like that. <laughs> Well, you would be surprised how many uh, uses you can find for rope. It's always helpful. Also, uh, sorry I was late to the fight, but I do want to introduce you all to Gronk. This is Gronk. Uh, points over at the hologram. <laughs> <laughs> I think Quinn and I are going to find that way funnier than Leon <laughs> as a name. <laughs> Hello, Gronk. Yep, yep. I, I don't get the reference. You're right. <laughs> Please protect Gr yeah. Gronk's special brain. <laughs> <laughs> he does so much. He just likes to party. <laughs> uh, Laura, are you, are you going to voice Gronk as well? I guess I could do it when you talk to him. But yeah, I, 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 I think right now Gronk has not been programmed with much beyond... Um, uh, what, what, what would Trezzy have programmed Gronk with at this point? Um... Okay, um, Gronk simply looks up and goes, Hello, please, uh, please redirect all messages away from the suggestion box if they're about the temperature until you have checked the, uh, the, the thermometer. 
But yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's only he's he's only got the one he's only got the one phrase right now. But I'll get there. He's getting there. That is the most important one, though. I figure, considering your current situation, so that was good priority. I mean, look, look. It's like I could have prioritized something like something flattering about me, but instead, this might save me. Like, you know, what's what's more romantic than saving me from having to deal with another another instance of someone coming down because they thought the room was cold, but it's not cold. They just didn't check the thermometer. So what uh, did you do to this, though? Does, is this the same little doodad uh, that we saw in, in Dot's room? Oh, it's the, it's, it's, it's the same doodad. I just uh, stripped out all of the, all, all of the, uh, all of the pre-existing code. And uh, now I can do, I, I can do spells through it. I can, like, I can be in the hammock while it's fixing stuff up, which is really good. And also... He's very handsome. Is this one pre-programmed to love you as well? Is that like... I mean, I mean, right right now he's programmed to... He's programmed to tell Emma not to not come bother me unless she's checked the, 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 the thermometer. But like, we'll give it time. We'll see what, we'll see what works. We'll see what sticks. Also, hey, Ren... Oh, hey, Renda. Hi. Hi, Mom. <laughs> You doing all right there? I was a little sleepy. I got a little blankie. Do you have a blankie? Do I have a blankie in my equipment? This <laughs> <laughs> edition. Can I give Render my cape? Uh, sure. And uh, be like, here is a blankie for you. Oh, thanks, Dad. You're very welcome, son. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to pull another blanket out of my like out of my bag, like a clean one, and put that one on. I'm never without a blanket or uh, a cape. <laughs> you have a suitcase full of capes for yeah, every occasion. At all times. Oh yes. <laughs> I could tell Quinn that the, you just realized you could live that life. Oh my God, if I could have capes all the time, you can. No one can stop you. There's still public expectations. Damn them. Uh, as you're walking through the hallways on the way to sick bay, all of you get a psychic communication from Captain Dumil, who says, There's been reports of a disturbance in the food processing area. Do you know anything about this? Uh, we, we do. We do. Uh, we should probably talk about this. Like, is there, is there a room we can go privately talk about? We probably shouldn't have this conversation in the hallway. I'm in your mind. Yeah, like this is this is oh, happening in the mind yeah. space. Okay, um, and no one else is on the same channel. <laughs> Unless you want them to be, should I call someone? No, this is no, this is really, a, this is really in our like tweet circle. Yeah, so we're I'll, we're I'll bring Emma in. Emma, get in here. <laughs> hey, it's me. Hey, <laughs> hey, Emma. Hey, Emma. Um, you, you can go in a minute, but like, hey, there's this new person called Gronk on the ship, and any time that you need to know whether your room has gotten colder or not, ask Gronk. Gronk's, Gronk's gonna be on it. Okay. Are you guys having a... Are you, did you make a mess? I have my laser mop. I can come clean it up for you. Um, Trizzy's gonna mentally hit hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Harsh. Incredible. Uh, okay. so, so, yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, yeah, Dot tried to, tried to, tried to get Renda to, to eat her brain. This is what they call in Seoul, 
bad optics. Oh, it's it's fine. It's fine. We we we've, we've her face is is emitting a lot of very bright light. No one knows. We're getting out of sick bay. I don't know what we do after this, but right now the bad PR hasn't happened yet. I stabbed her several times. Well, I think we need to have some sort of uh, conflict resolution seminar. But besides that, good job. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're like, did you not hear about the stabs? They yeah. were good. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it sounds like I resolved the conflict just fine. Yeah. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, who do I need to talk to on the ship about um having having in the process of doing this uh, mission requisition some materials from around the ship in for very mission critical purposes? I didn't understand a word you just said, Engineer Trizzy. Do you want materials? Exactly. No, that's fine. No, I. it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Isn't that your department? <laughs> I mean, it's my, it's my department to do the repairs. It's not mine to go into someone's room and take electronics. Uh, not that I did that. It's fine. We, we, we did the mission. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, uh, we should probably come to the bridge for a debriefing at some point. Uh, I'm, I'm getting uh, some messages now that you're on your way to sickbay, so uh, enjoy that. Have there been any uh, responses from Seoul? Unfortunately, no. We are still neither receiving nor transmitting successfully to the Seoul system. This is curious. Yes, you may have defeated Dot, uh, but this whole entire arc started <laughs> when something went wrong with what you thought was a satellite array, not getting messages from your home system, from Earth, Yeah, and that has not been solved, so the mission is not over yet. You have not closed the case. D Dot was only the mid-boss. <laughs> it's fine. We'll wake Dot up and then get the interrogation on, and then the, the mission will be on its way. All right. So you make your way to sick bay. The, the doors open, whoosh, uh, and you walk inside and you see Dr. Javon, J-O-V-O-N, uh, who is an alien species I'm going to have to introduce now, uh, called a solitaire. Um, they are large single celled organisms. Like they're the size of, uh, you know, a baseball sometimes, maybe up to a basketball. Like that's a, it's very big for a single cell, but they do not uh, walk around like that all the time. Their culture is uh, very centered around the construction of a kind of personal uh, shell, well, somewhat similar to hermit crabs, but uh, much more uh, developed, much more highly technologically developed. Uh, and they consider building their shell like a lifelong artistic expression and a kind of personalization that kind of like tells the whole outside world who they are. It has a lot of nuanced meaning to them and they're all like highly specialized and they're also made out of very advanced materials. The kind of stuff that's like very rare and expensive on earth, uh, which gives them uh, somewhat uh, lifelike organic articulation despite being very hard. Like they're, they're bulletproof, but they can move like, a, like an athlete. Uh, this doctor, Dr. Javon, uh, their body kind of looks like a large table uh, with uh, four legs, but it uh, also has uh, like around the edges of the table, a bunch of different what look to be faces or masks affixed to it. So the, they can see in several different directions. 
Um, when Bill, when when Bill has the opportunity to speak, uh, I need him. Uh, he says, uh, "Patient needs to be restrained. The patient is under arrest." <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can absolutely uh, put uh, Dot in a bed and still keep her tied up somewhat, and put Render in a different bed. The sick bay is uh, relatively small and austere. This is uh, a setting which has like magic healing, so uh, you, you don't need to like you know go into surgery for every little thing in the setting. But yeah, there are still things that magic can't cure, or or that you know require medical, uh, more conventional medical intervention. So. Can I add flavor to this room? Absolutely. Can it also have an absurdly comically large ice cream machine in it? (laughs) (laughs) Just every room has a little uh, ice cream machine. Like our ship was sponsored by some big ice cream company. So they made sure there's like just an obscenely too big for the room. It's in ice cream machine in every major uh, like facility on the ship. We're painting such a picture of this whole uh, ambassador. That's room. why the ship is shaped like an ice cream cone. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay, so here's the order of events, right? There's like this, uh, you know, millennia's long illithid war between uh, uh, this deep space uh, squid race and, you know, humans on Earth. After the, the bloody conflict finally comes to an end, everyone's like, how do we make peace? And they're like, I oh, will send a delegation. Just call it something cool. Uh, so the, the Velvet Fox initiative is formed and they're like, all right, but spaceships are expensive. How are we going to fund this? And I like, I, I know, uh, ice cream. That's when, that's when Lickham's ice cream showed up. And we're like, we have some money we'd like to provide you. I mean, Lick, Lickham's ice cream's pretty good. Maybe Lickham's ice cream gets their, their, their milk products from Dagger Milk, but Lickham's is, Lickham's are the ones like, yeah, we want to be the ice cream brand of the illithid peace talks. That's free promotion right there. Like a, su- like, like a subsidiary of, of Dagger Milk. Lickham's Tongue Cat Scratcher. This is already a brand. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they make oh, cat like, toys. Jesus. We make ice cream. <laughs> you, are, you are simply not going to believe this image. <laughs> well... I just put the Amazon listing into the chat. Please look closely at this box art. <laughs> oh, it's one of these. Fucking oh yeah, no, there's Christ. a whole like market Jesus for these. Christ. Things. It's so important to me that you see Lickums, the cat scratcher toy. There's no way the cat would have that face on it if that's what you were doing to them. The cat is way too into it. Yes, for the audience, this is a toy that you put in your mouth, which is supposed to simulate, I guess, a cat tongue that you then lick your cat with for their enjoyment in the box art. It looks like a xenomorph <laughs> is yeah. attacking a cat who's just extremely jazzed about it. Yeah, I, I, I like that the first line of the description is, uh, if you love your cat and want to show it in a new and hilarious way, this item is for you. I don't think the cat's going to find it hilarious. Yeah, hilarious to who? I guess the people who are watching you do it and laughing at you. I'm checking to make sure it's not problematic. <laughs> that Lickham Tongue <laughs> Scratcher wasn't at January I, 6th. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> this can't be a repeat of the Professor Nuts situation. I haven't healed yet. I'm getting genuinely lightheaded. <laughs> oh. oh, Christ. The cat in this photo looks way more like the cat I would expect. For the like how a cat would respond to this the uh 
The product description says funny novelty gag gift, but I feel like some people are genuinely going to use it. Like, I, I don't think that's accurate. I think I think people I think some people would be super into doing this. Well, I'm really glad we all learned about Lickums today. You enter sick bay, you put your uh, two uh, injured people down. Uh, the doctor comes over. Uh, the, she is a table. She's a per- she is an alien shaped like a table, or at least she appears to be. I have put a picture in the roll twenty here. They're wonderful. I love them. They look like a little mountain with little feetsies, and then they got like uh, oni masks uh, surrounding them. Yes. Yeah, so this the solitaire shell is made out of like uh, extremely mm. high tech uh, graphene. Uh, they are like pretty much indestructible, even though this is like an outer shell. Inside there is just like a little squirmy purple grape. Uh, that is the actual creature inside, but <laughs> that is inside. So, already. Hello, Doctor. How are you? Uh, Solitaire do not have mouths, so instead they uh, speak in electrical impulses, which convey um, meaning to you. Uh, You simply get a response. Bored. Oh? What has you unsatisfied? Magic. Oh, you do not get to do enough surgery? The machines do too much? Yes. Well, uh, if you're bored, do you want to help us uh, get some information out of a person that's done a crime? <laughs> that's that's like, there's got to be like a doctory way you can help us do that, like find some weird chemicals that are going to make them like, oh, they're suddenly going to go blabbing everything they know or something. Interrogation? Dr. I mean, Jovan says I mean, excitedly. Look, look <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that word because I could get in trouble with HR. Like, I'm sure as a doctor you can come up with like a, a term like medically induced um, truth extraction. Oh, uh, Bill, Bill Webb says I can deputize you. Oh, okay. Then in that case, if, if you've got Bill's permission, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, interrogation would be great. <laughs> Every D and D campaign starts with a counter that says it's been zero days since we tortured someone for information. <laughs> no, look again. I'm not saying torture. I'm not saying you got to knock someone around with something heavy. I'm suggesting maybe medicine has advanced to the point where we have just like I don't know an injection of zone of truth or something. Yeah, space truth serum. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think that there, the Zone of Truth spell does exist. I don't think any of you have it, and I don't think Dr. Javon has it on deck, but uh, they do have some stuff here. In fact, you, you watch them. They are a very large, like, uh, green uh, table, essentially. So the way they move in here is, like, they're walking on, and they have little feetsies that are kind of scooting around. But as they get over to Dot, uh, they magnetize the like their shell hums with some kind of electricity and some tools like fly over to them and you realize this shell is basically uh, a kind of a Swiss army knife of advanced technologies and so when when <laughs> when Javon says interrogation like a scalpel flies over <laughs> I not I don't believe under duress not not per se we are not uh, trying someone for war crimes no, we're just trying to work out whether the fact they, that we can't contact Sol is, like, part of some big master plan, or purely because, like, I don't like Sol because they're not illithids. And I like illithids. Like, we got to work out where on that scale we're at. 
All right, so uh, it sounds like we're not doing torture, but are we still doing intimidation? Because that feels like we're where we are at role wise. Oh, Tr Trizzy's well up for intimidation. She will she will brandish a very large wrench, very threateningly, like smack it against one palm, like oh oh I might. This is this ain't your daddy's Star Trek. <laughs> There's not any utopian Picard <laughs> shit here. <laughs> the, Bill Bill is the least intimidating person uh, there uh, have, because Bill is trying to intimidate while still eating pie. It's too adorable. Take your sensitive ass back to the Enterprise. We clown in this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, 11 for Tracy. Uh, I rolled an 8. I'd like to think St. Cecilia is not putting their whole vampire OC into this. Um, wait, is that a botch from... Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was a botch from Bill. Oh yeah, yeah. Just he's now, e he's eating pie. Yeah, yeah. It's too cute, so it can't possibly be intimidating. Yeah. So not only does the group fail, but there's a botch. This is very fascinating. So you're like standing over Dot, being like, "Hey, what? What's what's up? What what is the the actual question that gets asked here? What is your entire deal?" <laughs> uh huh. Oh man, I need to think about this. What is an interesting botch consequence? I could fall into the pie. <laughs> you drop the pie and it's just sad. Yeah, like, like, like well, in, in my mind, it's on the floor. It's floor pie, and uh, and Bill is just eating it off the floor. I, it, if if we were botching, maybe he slips, falls into it, flails around madly in pie, <laughs> uh, and basically just completely ruins the mood that we're going for. It's so impossible to ask questions as this duck flails through pie. Yeah. All right. So I'm taking this botch consequence and I'm putting it in my pocket and then I'm tapping my pocket knowingly, giving you a little <laughs> wink and then I'm moving on and we'll okay. see. Okay. Well, until then, Trizzy is, is brandishing a wrench and going, spill the beans. Why can't we contact Sol? I don't know. Uh, what do I look like? Some kind of s satellite girl? I don't know. I don't know if you're trying to cut us off from contact from everyone who isn't illithids or something. Like, I I don't know what your game is. What's your game? <laughs> My game is that we're doomed, so we might as well do whatever we want. Are we doomed because you shut off some kind of communication disc, or...? No, it's I didn't do it. What do you, you think I turned off every satellite in the entire solar system? I mean, I look, I, I suggested that to the captain that that had happened. The captain thinks it's foolish, but I think maybe they all got turned off. Maybe. Uh, did you interfere with any systems beyond the the janitor bot and the systems you had set up with your little doodads down in the blood room? No. Uh, I would like to do an insight on that to confirm. Absolutely. I rolled an 11. Yeah, you don't think she's lying. She seemed genuinely freaked out and saying that we're all doomed, we're all going to die. It seems like she's reacting to the blackout. She's not the cause of the communication blackout. Bill does another adorable feather shake to get that pie off <laughs> uh, and, and tries to join into the interrogation. Um, and asks, sorry, yeah, and, and basically just asks, so if you're not responsible, do you have any idea who could be? No, does it matter? 
A little. <laughs> Not being able to contact, like, half of the universe is a problem. If we find out who it is, then we could possibly reverse whatever it is happening. If we find out who in the solar system turned everything off, so they're powerful enough to turn everything off, how are we going to do anything about it one quadrillion light years away? If We, we left... don't know that that's the situation wait, wait. yet. Wait, did... Before we told you, did you know that communication with Sol had been cut off? Yes. Yeah. When when and how did you work this out? I was tr- I was trying to get the my the the newest zine, the new <laughs> Mind Flayer zine from back home. And and is this why you got all oh no, we're all doomed, everything's the worst? Of course. Okay. I, okay. Of course. Okay, okay. So when did this happen? Like, you might... I don't know if you... I mean, you might be the first one that realized this was happening. When did this happen? This... I guess I am the first. What does it matter now? You're, I don't think you're grasping. This isn't just like, oh, you can't read your email now, right? We we teleport the ship based on the transponder codes from Seoul. If they're not broadcasting, we can never go home. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is... If you were the first one that worked out this happened, and you can tell us when it happened or if anything else was going on or at the same time, we might be able to work out what's going on. You might be the one that knows what we need to know. I don't know anything. I'm just, I'm, I make the posters which say, give, give squids a chance. And I was just trying to, I was just trying to get the latest, uh, you know, the, the merch and stuff. I was just trying to download some hot JPEGs back from HQ. And uh, it turns out there's nothing there anymore. Uh, I'd like to say, Captain, I am getting the impression that Dot did not do anything to our systems. Have we considered the possibility that something has happened in Seoul? I believe Engineer Trizzy raised the possibility, but I don't see how something could shut off every single radio and satellite and transmitter in an entire solar system. I have a maybe, I have a slightly out there question. Is it possible that we've just been blocked from contacting them because, look, I'm just, I'm going to put this as delicately as I can. Has Dot been downloading like really weird zines and now we're not allowed to connect to the Wi-Fi anymore? (laughs) I believe that our security has blacklisted several of Dot's attempts to download some uh, prohibited material, but that's neither here nor there. Xfinity send, <laughs> Xfinity send us one of those DMCA takedown notices. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what the... Um... We contacted the ambassador on the planet Tsukuyama, and they haven't been able to contact Earth either. So it is not just us. Okay, so so wait a minute. If we if we can contact Tsukuyama, then our, our shit is working, and that it is the problem on the other end, right? Well, yeah, we're, we're able to contact Illithid worlds just fine, or, like, the, the places out here in deep space. The, the problem is either with our ability to communicate with, like, the Sol satellites or something going wrong in Sol. Captain, with the last known transmission we had from Sol, was there anything in there that came off as strange? I will send you over some raw data. I haven't... Uh, run it through any kind of algorithms or anything to to filter out the important stuff. Remember, there's 
a whole multiverse out there of, of, of news and uh, you know data points. So <laughs> uh, this is a history check. Oh shit! To, to look through the logs to see if anything sticks out to you. All right. Can I get any kind of advantage for getting Gronk to help look through the data? I have. I got a 24. I got a 14. 24 and 19 is great. Uh, the group succeeds with flying colors. I will say that you get uh, you basically download the entire planet's uh, news for the day. Like not just Earth, probably all the the you know the habitable planets in that system. There's probably you know, space stations and Mars colonies and stuff in the, in the far future. Um, and you like start scrolling through it. And I think a thing um, you are able to pick out St. Saint Ce- Saint Cecilia specifically is just a precipitous drop in stock prices all across the solar system. Uh, that seems like there isn't like one uh, individual event. It seems like there's like, like some kind of cascading economic failures throughout the solar system. Okay, they had a stark stock market crash on the other side of the galaxy. Did did the Seoul government forget to pay their phone bill or something, <laughs> and they've been cut off by the, the the telecoms? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. It feels like something that like it would have been reported on more clearly, you know, pretty soon. But then everything got cut off. So I will say with uh, with this raw data you're looking through, uh, the mystery of the communication satellite that started this arc is nothing is wrong with the Rezubian. Uh, what has gone wrong is with home and dot tells you with the teleportation option off the table if we left right now to go home we would get there in 129 million years oh shit we're a voyager (sighs) austin you double you double crossed i thought we weren't gonna do voyager but we're in a voyager and i'm very excited we're in voyager (laughs) Uh, Cecilia would like to contact the captain again and say, Captain Domil, I believe it is pertinent to pass along to all officers on the ship that we should be operating under the assumption that Sol may no longer be there. I mean, maybe not that bad. Maybe they just had, like, a really bad financial investment and had to sell all of the communication satellites, but, like, some bad shit went down in Sol. Yeah. It's heavy. Captain Dumil says, uh, "Speak to no one. Come to the bridge." <laughs> um, yeah, we'll 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 do that. Um, on on the way up, Trizzy is going to be trying to work, like rack her head on if there is any alternative communication method that has been set up for Sol. Like if there is any kind of fail safe or backup, like. Is, is this tune the radio to a different frequency and we might get through? Is there anything we can be trying? This is a great question. So I'm basically going off of D&D spells. So one thing that's very important about this setting is there's no faster than light travel. Uh, the way that ships move is either just the fire coming out of their engines or using D&D spells that teleport things. So there, there is a D&D spell that can teleport things long distances, but you need a frequency. Either you need an item attuned to the destination, which are you know uh, signals that are changed and broadcast by like the docking pl- uh, of the destination, right? It's like air, air traffic control, like trying to get you in, which is how you can come and go from the far realm to Seoul. Uh, now with that offline, you are pretty well cut off. Um, okay, okay. Hmm. I guess we got to go to the bridge and report. Yeah. And the cone of silence is on us. 
Yeah, so you are you're on your way there. I'm curious about this conversation because this is kind of like the climax of this first arc. The question that's like coming like a speeding train. <laughs> like you're sitting in the front row in 1905, and here comes the train in this French movie. But before we go, very quickly, um, before we leave the the medical bay, um, Trizzy is going to turn to Dot and go, "If you tell anyone about this, it's going to be a very bad day for you." Your room's gonna get so cold, and I will not turn the temperature back up. It will be nightmarish. Like, minus four degrees Celsius. I don't know if you use Fahrenheit. It's gonna be cold. Dot flicks her blood in your face. <laughs> and I will eat another pie in front of you. <laughs> uh, but the whole the, the question that is coming at you now, like a speeding locomotive, is do you let everyone on the Rezubian know that they are stranded here? on what was like a diplomatic kind of field trip and now they're trapped uh, or, you know, do you risk the panic in the name of transparency or do you just keep that on the DL? This is like the branching point that's going to decide a lot of things going forward. I feel like this is something you probably should discuss before you get into the big room. Um, Bill, I mean, I mean, if, if I'm playing Bill the way I'm supposed to be playing Bill, I think, he on he doesn't have a strong strong feeling either way. That's kind of the way I've been playing him. Um, he 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 doesn't feel a moral obligation, uh, I guess you could say, to do either. He'll probably pick whatever th he thinks is practical for himself. I think Trizzy is aware of the chaos this is going to cause, but is also very much leaning on the side of. This is, at least in theory, a group of people who came out here to do a job, and to do a mission, and there's no undoing the fact that this is the situation. It feels like the right thing to do long-term is to at least be open about, we're hoping this is a temporary situation, but this is what's happening right now. Let's get on and do the job, and hope that in the time we're doing the job, things clear themselves up. Like, don't be like, we're out here and there's no way home and and we're never going home. But be like, right now things aren't looking great. Let's get, get the work done we need to do while we wait to see more. Uh, so St. Cecilia is like weirdly calm about this news and is simply going to kind of like throw out there like, I don't think we need to tell anybody about this right now. Was that Professor Peanuts? That? No. <laughs> no, that, that's me. I caused chaos. Oh, man, that would have been such a good foreshadow, though, if we started this episode talking about the cat, and at the end, he just burst in through the door like it's Kramer. It's fine. I'll edit that out. It was Professor Peanuts. <laughs> Professor Peanuts. He's here! <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he's, my. He's been real behaved. Um, I do not think we should tell anybody what is going on right now. We need to first figure out what is happening for ourselves. There is a lot of mystery, and I think if we explain things in too earnest of a manner right now, we invite confusion, questions we do not have answers for. Bill, Bill interjects and says, but clearly we're not the only people on this ship who know if Dot knows. Okay, this this is this is going to get around, and if we are hiding all of it, and then the whole crew knows, then we've got a mutiny. 
Exactly. Like, it, all it's going to take is someone going, hey, it's been like two days, why can I still not download my um, my, my cooking videos off of Schmickschmock? Like, <laughs> other people are going to work it out. And if they, if they find out and haven't been officially told, we're going to get more people like Dot. We're going to get people panicking that this is the end and everything's falling apart. And, and like, if we at least introduce it calmly, we might not have a whole ship full of people kidnapping people and <laughs> and trying to get their brains eaten because they're panicking so bad. Yeah, let's give a superficial amount of information to the crew for now. I would believe the concern is if we say anything, we create more people like that. People who are going to look at this as a potential concern until we have nothing better to offer them, but soul might not be there. We'll just roll for deception. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we established this. So we have kind of a spectrum. On one end, St. Cecilia is like, we need to stop the panic. On the other end, we have Trizzy, who's like, we got to tell people. And uh, Bill is like a mediating force who's like, oh, let's try to control the narrative. This is good. So you get to the bridge. The door is open. Whoosh. You walk inside. This is the command center. It's like a multi-tiered uh, uh, setup with a bunch of computer banks. Uh, there are illithids and humans here pushing buttons, looking at screens, checking stuff. And in the center, there is just a huge glass column, like a big tank full of green liquid. And floating inside is a giant brain. Uh, it is, uh, you know, 15 feet tall. It is huge. It has like dendritic tentacles, which are, you know, just like the spindly filaments that it can grab things with. Um, it is floating there. Uh, this is Captain Slack Dumil, and he says, Clear the bridge. And the other illithids and humans get up and walk out. <laughs> I would just like to say that in my mind, uh, this is not canon, but in my mind, mm -hmm. Slack Dumil looks, like, looks just like Mother Brain from Captain and the Game Master. <laughs> so, I mean, just throwing that out there. It's pretty close. It's not not that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, he says, So, we have lost contact with the soul system. We have no idea if we will be able to reestablish contact. So we must operate under the assumption we are trapped here. This information may cause a panic. What are our options? Security Officer Bill Webb. Yeah, that's me. Um, we've been discussing it. My feeling is that we tell the people, we confirm that we currently do not have contact with the soul system, but we do not explain, we don't give them the impression that this is permanent. We tell them that this is temporary, and then they will be, oh, okay, that explains that, but they won't have a panic about it. Are you prepared to deal with the consequences if there are further isolated incidents, such as with PR employee dot? Yeah, I mean, I have a knife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, so right now I will say, like, out of character, uh, this can be the plan if everyone agrees. I would say that, you know, the, on the spectrum of, you know, panicked response, this is one where there will be some... But I'm not a, a mutiny, as you've as you've you brought the specter of that word into the conversation. So like that was on the table. But uh, are we all okay with this, or does someone want to advocate for their own uh, more extreme position? 
I, I, I think not necessarily advocating for a more extreme position, but adding to this, I think Trudy would advocate for we should be looking for Root's home, assuming that there is no contact back from Sol, that, that we are going to have to do this ourselves, and that at some point, if a promising one comes up, and this may need to be a conversation with the crew of, we are going to attempt to get back by ourselves, but to bring that conversation up maybe when we have a promising lead to follow. Engineer Trizzy, would you like to be in charge of Operation Get Home? <laughs> Exploring alternatives. Uh, I mean, uh, I, 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 could be on, I could be on board with being in charge of this. At the very least, this is going to be a massive undertaking for working out like how we can get this ship to move, be it trying to find uh, new spells or uh, routes through space that don't conventionally work, and I... I know this ship better than anyone, and if there's anyone that can get this ship back in one piece and can assess whether any alternative routes home we find are going to tear this thing into, into shreds and vent us all into space, <laughs> I'm probably the one to know whether it's a viable plan. Communications Officer Sir Cecilia, do you have any input? It would be your responsibility to implement a sensible proliferation of responsible information. There is a concern about how to responsibly put this information out into the larger crew and the consequences that come there within. I think we might need to make some precautions or expectations, perhaps, that there will be a lot of concern and anxiety and fear, and we do not have exactly staff prepared for it so we may have to consider contacting any allied system on the possibility of a mass exodus of people who want to leave the ship yes this reminds me of another situation what are we planning to do with pr employee dot we do not have prison facilities on the resuvian wait, wait we don't have a brig oh no um this is a mission of peace, Security Officer Bill Webb. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, well, where have I been putting everyone up until this point? Uh, I think in the airlock. <laughs> okay. Um, the, you just the, sleep on your couch. I, I mean, uh, I, I would, I would say that uh, we have, we should. Okay, well, okay. I'm just going to say as Bill, we should. Um, after the doctor has healed up, dot. Dot should be escorted to her quarters and uh, placed under guard. One thing we have to consider is that we are not a military operation. We don't want to create the sense that we are creating some sort of prison inside this ship. Shouldn't we, though? Uh <laughs> uh, that's the question. You're, security, you're the security officer. If you want to build a brig, you can build a brig. Is it the... Uh, Bill says, under the, under the circumstances of not having a brig, placing a, you know, potentially violent criminal who also could tell everyone what's going on under what is basically a pretty harmless house arrest seems pretty reasonable. Is there any sort of, I mean, this isn't a question in character, is there any sort of um, 
jurisdiction that this like like is do we follow any laws or are we just kind of like flying by whatever we decide yeah like what is the space law when it comes to kidnapping yeah i was like she did kidnap somebody so yeah this wasn't just like a like a harmless accident this where this had forethought there was there was a lot of blood involved that's a great question. So space law is a complicated, overlapping series of jurisdictions. I will say that the basically illithid space is in a, a state of low-level civil war over these kind of cultural questions. There are, you know, uh, conservative mind flayers who are like, uh, hey, what we do when someone does something we don't like is we kill and eat them. <laughs> and then there are more uh progressive illithids who are like oh no restorative justice or something you know like there are a lot of different opinions um but you are an ambassadorial ship you are you know these this is uh international waters and i'm leaving these kind of questions open to the players there's there's no there's no suggestion then from lickham's ice cream about what we're supposed to do in case (laughs) of a kidnapping is is there corporate policy on what the brand would like us to do to not lose this integration like eat more ice cream (laughs) That's their... Yeah, no, no. Sw- there's no swearing on the ship. I'm aware of this because you know it's not brand friendly. But... Every time we ask them a question, their response is just eat more ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just to clarify, there is no manual when it comes to this particular situation. No, this is an RPG situation where I'm, yeah, I'm asking you to kind of set policy. I mean, it, if if it's my decision. I, I say put her. I say put her in, uh, in her quarters, lock it up, put a guard in front of it, and if we get to the point where we we know we're just stuck here, then we can give and we have we're going to have to tell the crew anyway, and then we can let everyone decide what they want to do. But in the meantime, this is a kidnapper, a violent kidnapper who also has critical information. I'm sorry, but she goes in the hole. I mean, her quarters. (laughs) Cecilia will offer, I will defer this decision to you ultimately uh, as security. May I request being able to speak with Dot, though? That's reasonable. All right. So the team comes to two uh, solutions here, two uh, decisions, which are to uh, give the crew a reassuring update on the communication situation uh so not withholding but neither being fully transparent and you are going to confine dot to quarters to keep her from uh doing whatever she wants um at this point the doors to the bridge open whoosh and uh (laughs) dr joven walks in uh she is a large green table with four little legs she kind of you know walks in boop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop she has uh, several faces around the edge of her her main shell body, and she walks in and she says, "Danger." Though, from what? Dot. Does Dot escaped? No. Is Dot in danger? No. And I, I should. The doctor's still walking in. Do 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 like little yeah. What's <laughs> little legs? What's 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 the danger? What's up? Poison. Poison. Dot has been poisoned. Juice. Do 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 do. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the juice. The blood was the po- what was poison. Brain. Do 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 do. 
can I get insight on whether the thing that's happening to Jovan is the same thing that happened to Renda? You can roll insight. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're both, they're both losing their mental capacity in a similar manner. This is just how solitaire communicate for the record. They can only express one concept at a time in a burst of electricity. Except for one delightful solitaire who was able to speak full sentences because I didn't understand a gimmick at the time. I misinterpreted when they said poisoned. I thought I, I thought something else was going on for a second. I'm um, 13 to insight what's happening here. Yeah, uh, uh, Joven is telling you someone poisoned the juice and she is walking towards the big glass container that the captain is in, which is full of green juice. Oh. Oh no. Who, oh. who poisoned the captain's juice? Oh, we've got a Kefka situation. When? Unsure. How in danger is the captain? Uh, at this point, uh, Dr. Joven has reached uh, the captain and bumps her glass face, or bumps her face into the glass and says, check. Do, do you need any help? Do, do you need us to check? Help. Okay, I'm, 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 Bill Webb walks over there and, uh, and, and checks. And, and look, and look, look, how do, what, what would I roll to determine whether or not the captain is about to die? Medicine. Medicine, fair. Okay, that makes sense. All right, I get plus two. For some reason, I have plus two to that. Um, not great, nine. I'm, I, I rolled a three, I'm no help. I'm not a doctor. This is not a machine I can hit with a wrench. Nine, three, and fourteen. The group fails. You look at this the swirling green liquid that the captain is submerged in. It fills this entire container. It is like a cerebrospinal fluid. It's called the brine pool. All illithid uh, hive minds have this. It's, the, it's important nutritionally and reproductively. In fact, as you get close, you see that there are several tadpoles swimming in this brine pool. That's where they live. That's how this works biologically um and so you're seeing this with you the group fails so you can't tell if the the juice has been poisoned you have absolutely no idea um so you'll have to get a sample and the captain says there is a an emergency vent at the bottom you can take the sample there i i'm very confused by dot's motives i thought dot Loved the illithids and, and was like, "Hey, illithids are great. Why, why, why poisoning the tank? What?" We'll we'll have to ask her when we uh, uh, torture her more. Oh, um, can we just throw a dot out? Yeah, lock a dot's already too much of a problem. <laughs> we, we we I I feel like we we need to ask her that question uh, before yeah, we yeah. Okay, let's let's get some juice. Yeah. Someone, someone else can grab it. Uh, yeah, Bill does I'll, not. I'll, want to I'll reach it. up there. I guess I'm the tallest. I have a little step stool. <laughs> Go up there, grab okay. like a little test tube worth. Okay, so you get a, a flask of juice for the doctor. Yes. All right. Uh, you get a, there's like a tadpole in there too, wriggling around. Uh, you hand that to the doctor, who says, "Check," and st- starts walking off like in a different direction. That's presumably some kind of lab. Okay. Yeah, we have to go check with Dot now. All right. So the whole group runs back to sick bay. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, on the on the way, can we activate the telecommunication? 
the telecommunication system is the captain. So you can say like, captain, can you connect us to someone? Render, are you still in the medical lab? Yes, grandma. Is Dot still there? Which one's that? The uh, one with the pretty nails. <laughs> you hear like rustling as someone getting out of bed. You hear something get knocked over. <laughs> you hear something shatter uh, as Render like stumbles out of bed to the other side of the sick bay. And uh, then you hear the psionic response. Nobody's here. Thought, thought she was tied down. Oh, well. Uh, are, are there security cameras on this ship? Like, can we check to see if anyone just entered or exited sickbay besides the doctor? Uh, there are probably some, but this is not like a police state. They're not everywhere. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, with a check of some sort, we can do that. Um, but I will once again to what Leon just said, remind you that that botch I put in my pocket, I'm tapping it now and smiling <gasps> oh, yeah. serenely. Oh, oh no. Is this where the music comes in and you're like, Ooh, the episode's about to end as I tap my botch pocket. <laughs> no, we're, I think we're going to finish the arc right now, but yeah, the, the saw music okay. is kicking in. Uh, can I, can, can I, can I roll an investigation? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, role investigation, which is like, yeah, search the crime scene. Okay. Uh, 14. 18. Uh, all right, 18 and 17. I think uh, Bill Webb, as the security officer, you pull up like a live feed on some kind of like a little pocket device, look at the security cameras, um, and you okay. see like the door to the outside of Sick Bay. There's no cameras inside Sick Bay. That would be a HIPAA violation. I guess in this universe, <laughs> a HIPPO violation, and it'd be about <laughs> GIF, it. the, the HIPPO aliens. Um, but you see uh, Dr. Joven leaving Sick Bay, and you do not see. Anyone else ever leave sick bay? Okay. Um, With an 18 yeah. and a 17, you run ahead. You get to sick bay. The door is open. Whoosh. You see renders on the floor um, <laughs> with all bundled up has just gone back to sleep. Uh, <laughs> it's just pulled the blankets and the pillows onto the ground and is sleeping. Um, but I think you look around. You see the Dr. Joven is not here. Uh, Dodd is not here. Um, I think the ropes were cut with a scalpel. Mm. Um, Trizzy is going to use the mental intercom to try and reach, uh, to try and reach Dot one more time and to p just send out the message. If you ever want to see your hologram boyfriend again, <laughs> come back, get back here. Uh huh. There's a hostage situation now. Oh my God. Oh my god. I think uh, Dot answers you after a moment. She says, I don't need him anymore. I'm going to be an illithid. How? Hmm? How are you going to be an illithid? Well, Cecilia, you just handed me a tadpole. Oh no. And then you hear a rumbling in one of the, the medical drawers. <laughs> you hear like something bouncing around inside, struggling to get out. I'm going to open it, knowing full well it's the doctor. Absolutely, it's the doctor's oh squishy, single-celled body. Uh, just like a big grape. <laughs> so that dot through in a drawer here, and then crawled inside his shell and walked down to the bridge. 
is there some sort of like emergency kind of uh, there's obviously not gonna be like an emergency body but like is there like what would you put a solitaire in so that they're not i don't know like not like a fishbowl but like something that they could be placed into in the interim that they could use as a show so you wrap Dr. Joven up in a, you know, oh, like a, a hospital gown, I think, on this big, <laughs> uh, squishy, big cell. And she says, theft. Um, and then say, like, can we, where is, you know, ask the captain to be like, identify where is uh, the doctor's shell? Captain Dumil says, I am detecting a uh, ignition sequence in the hangar bay. It appears... Uh, Dot is attempting to leave in the octopus. Are there any procedures that can be used to lock down the hangar bay? Yes, although they can be overwritten in time. You must hurry. Uh, okay. Lock down the ha- lock down the hangar bay until we can we can get there. Um, and Trizzy's gonna start sp- sprinting through all those little wall corridors. I want to, yeah, I want to use my city secret stuff to get there as quickly as possible. All right. So using that feature, you're going to get there before she can manually remove the clamps that keep the ship from taking off. Okay. There's like the, the docking clamps, but you run back to the hangar and there's a, a bunch of ships. There's an octopus, a squid, a nautiloid, um, some other craft here. And you just like run out into this big hangar and you see a dot. The human is inside this giant table, this graphene shell, um, and she is attempting to use the magnetic abilities of this piece of technology to unclamp the ship so she can take off and leave. Uh, And she has an illithid tadpole and a flask with her, and she's going to try to turn herself into an illithid because she has lost all hope. (laughs) She has come out to... She hasn't put the the tadpole in yet, though. Uh, It would be inside the shell. You actually don't know. At this moment, okay, but it is an ex- okay. it is an extraordinarily painful way to die. So you would assume she'd be spasming and her having her brain yeah. literally eaten. She, she she'd probably wait until she was out of the ship before doing it because it would probably hamper her ability to leave. Okay, um, how do I get in this shell thingy? What like what what exactly? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just having a little trouble picturing it. What exactly is this is this shell made of? Uh, graphene. It's a real metal. I talked about this in another season, so I realized I probably could expand on this. Um, okay, so I can't just stab my way into this. Um, if you reduce the HP bar in this combat to zero, you can do whatever you would like. Uh, I will okay. say graphene is considered the most important material in the next century. It has It is 300 times stronger than steel. Yeah. Um, I have a very quick question. How sturdy to not being murdered is an illithid tadpole in a flask? Uh, extremely murderable. Essentially, okay. one HP, zero AC. Like, I don't think they're actually statted in the monster manual because it's just assumed that if you attack it, okay. it dies. You step Because I'm just going to talk out loud. Like, the, the best option I have right now is Thunder Wave because I'm pretty sure graphene is real, real conductive of electricity, but that might fry the tadpole in the process which would be less than ideal a point of clarification probably will be important this season because a lot of your abilities are thunder flavored uh this season trizzy thunder is sound not electricity 
Well, <laughs> I think it's important. Fine, I'll get I'll get a lightning spell when I level up at uh, some point. Suggestion: While some of us can try to focus on taking down um, Dot, can we sabotage? Like this is like a bad case scenario, but can we destroy essentially the ship that she's trying to escape on to to prevent her from escaping? Maybe not like explode it, but just like make it so it it will not make it out of this hangar. Yeah, can I can I can I roll for t- to know where to uh, whatever is the sci-fi equivalent of cutting the fuel line on this uh, octopus? Absolutely, that'd be Arcana. Arcana. All right. Well, there it goes. Nothing. I get six. That's I don't know shit. <laughs> all right, we got two above averages. I think you uh, all know that you could uh, cut like a fuel line or something that would make the ship not able to go to its destination but it would probably still escape she would just run out of gas in space somewhere and then probably call out and see who would respond so that's like a so that's like a, an end to this arc is you prevent her from getting away uh but she falls into the hands of like space pirates and then it comes back for revenge later <laughs> if that's how you want to spin uh, this uh i think we, we we should probably try to get here to not go at all uh so we should explore other options. Is just destroying the ship an option? Everything is an option. Uh, I would say, like, that's, that's, I don't know if it's in character what I'm saying, but I guess, like, in a, a, a meta sense, that is where I think one of us should put our attention onto is, like, because I don't think we can burn her down fast enough that she could just escape in a ship. Yeah. But if we destroy the ship. I think, I, 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 Bill still wants to for this person to be captured. I feel like we also lose control of our narrative if she escapes and yeah. really can just tell everybody, like, hey, we're fucked. <laughs> go go hog wild. Yeah. We we don't need a rogue nihilist. Okay, so <laughs> so if I if I'm if I'm now picturing this correctly, we can just attack the, the, the shell with dot in it. Um, yes, she is inside this uh, the yeah, shell. Okay, she's trying to magnetically remove the clamps, and she just like says to you, "Just, just let me go. I'll just uh, the, the tadpole wants to eat my brain. This is entirely cool. We we have an agreement. We have an understanding. Mind your own business." I do not believe you understand the circumstances you are trying to accomplish. Pull over. You're under arrest. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh fuck! Not again! <laughs> roll initiative five 21 oh my god bill webb's unfucking stoppable <laughs> don't fuck with the duck um, don't fuck with the duck i only the have duck. one i only have one <laughs> weapon so uh i am uh I'm, I'm just going for it uh i uh let's see just... when all you have is a kitchen knife right <laughs> There's nothing to be done there. All right. 20. Oh, my God. Yes. So her armor class is increased because she's in like an armored fucking uh, a vehicle. <laughs> she, she is in a fucking bulletproof Humvee and you just stab her. <laughs> That's incredible. Eight. I got an eight damage. So she's standing out back like the the octopus, which is an octopus space shaped spaceship. Obviously, it has like its door open. She's standing out in you know front of the door, and you just run up and just slip your knife in between like a gap in the shell and stab into it. And Dot's human body is in there, and you hit something because when you pull your knife out, it's bloody. 
um, and she yowls in pain. Uh, the doctor is, uh, you know, spent her entire life building this shell to be a doctor, not to be a, you know, necessarily a combatant, but she's going to give it her best. Trizzy, your turn. Is it, is it not me? Yeah. Uh, no. Cecilia, your turn. I put him in the wrong order. I am going to run up and attack. Uh, go for a swing, swing. Uh, 15. Uh, no. Alright, that's that's unfortunately all I can do. Um, yeah. That would have hit Dot before she was in the shell, but now uh, you also try to slip your blade in between a gap, and she just spins wildly, <laughs> just like a top, trying to avoid getting stabbed. Can I do a rogue action, then, as a bonus action, and attempt to hide, and then try to like get her from surprise next time? Yeah, I believe as if you have that ability, you can use a bonus action to hide. I want to. Yeah, I would like to attempt to do that. All right. I rolled a twenty-one. Perfect. Yeah, you can Sweet. jump up. Uh, you know, slide under the ship or jump up on top of it or something, whatever, to get into some kind of ambush position. Yeah, whatever Morbius did in the movie, I'm doing that. Oh no, you're gonna morb all over. <laughs> yeah. Trizzy. So, to correct my misunderstanding about Thunderclap earlier, I do have some lightning damage potential. Um, my 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 infiltrator armor can do lightning damage, but again, my my concern is that I'm going to damage the Stilithid tadpole who's done nothing wrong. Um, so instead, I'm gonna cast Tasha's Caustic Brew. So we're gonna we're gonna throw some real. Real metal corrosive uh, stuff at this uh, this graph graphite graphene uh, table and see if we can melt through it a bit. Uh, so I'm going to need a dexterity saving throw. All right, uh, thirteen. Nope, that does nothing. All right, I needed I needed one of the numbers to be one in the other direction. I attempt to throw the acid and am unsuccessful. Um, All right, so you spray some caustic brew from your armor. And it just uh, slides off the graphene shell, ineffective. Yeah, uh, and I, I think maybe the problem here is that Trizzy has uh, is trying to throw it too too specifically to not damage the shell too much, ready for when it gets handed back to the doctor, and has been a little like you know should have just thrown it at the largest area of the thing. D- damage be damned. Uh, now it is Dot's turn. She's going to put the magnet inside of the shell on full blast and attempt to send all of uh, the equipment that was sitting here in the hangar uh, that uh, Cammy the pilot was using. So like a wrench, a screwdriver, a crowbar, just all this shit in your direction, just like uh, a, a huge like wave of this stuff. Everyone dexterity saving throw as nuts and bolts, nails and hammers come flying at you. Seventeen. Seven. Oh my god. Look at that. Look at that. Alright. Only one single damage to uh our duck friend oh, and to Trizzy. No. As you oh. <laughs> you get hit by some washers, you know, the little metal rings. <laughs> just a bunch of washers yeah. hit you. Yeah, Trizzy just turns around and is like I I've I've been hit in the head by entire sections of piping. You really think that's gonna do much? Yeah, well, I'm currently trying to get my brain eaten. You think I'm scared of you? I think you are because I think you're scared will stop you. Well, Bill Webb's turn. Let's find out if you stop her. 
look, we just want the shell and the octopus. If you come out of the shell and you come out of the octopus, we'll let you eat the tadpole. <laughs> what? No. You mean let the tadpole eat her? Yeah, I mean let the tadpole oh. eat you. I do like the, the you you care so little. <laughs> you're just like you can eat it or whatever. I don't give a shit. What, what, yeah, it's, it, I'm sorry. I, I mix up my words, but yes, you know what I'm saying. We will let you do the thing that you want to do. It, mostly, this is a practical thing for us. We can't let you have all those things. All right. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting bluff. Roll deception. All right. I'm, I'm looking for, for a 15. It's a pretty okay. high DC, but she's yeah. been stabbed half a dozen times today. She's lost a lot of blood, honestly. 15. <laughs> Me and my big mouth. <laughs> All right. Austin, here's how- you forced him to call that shot. You really did. Yeah, I you really pointed it at the, the left side of the stance. <laughs> um, yeah, so here's how this works. Uh, there's a, a quiet moment where Dot's thinking about it, and then a hatch opens. Uh, Dot steps out. Her illithid T-shirt is, like, completely unrecognizably stained with blood. Um, she's like staggering. She's had the worst day of her life in her hand. She holds the flask with the illithid tadpole in it. It's like okay. swimming around in the green goo. It is like kind of like a hostage situation, like a, you know, a standoff where she's, you're bluffing her. She has like a, you know, a hostage here. And there's this tense, a uh, good, bad and the ugly moment where everyone's like standing in this hangar. Ooh, ooh, I I have a plan. Sorry, I've just realized I have a really good no, plan. No, that's fine. Let's talk. Um, um, Trizzy is going to cast Catapult on the Illithid Jar, which is <laughs> within 60 feet of me. All right, let's pull up Catapult. It, it is presumably an object weighing, uh, an object weighing one to five pounds within 60 feet. I'm assuming that applies to the flask. This is a spell from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. So this is not a, your garden variety spell. Choose an object weighing one to five pounds. That isn't being worn or carried. She is carrying it. Oh, okay, she is carrying it. Okay, okay. Oh. Um, but, oh, but you know what? The object flies in a straight line. Uh, if it strikes a creature, they must make a dex there uh, if they fail. I mean, I think you could tr- catapult something into Dot's head and just yeah. knock her the fuck out. I mean, that that is the alternative, and I, I was trying to find a, a, another way around it, but yeah. I You know what I think it is? I think Trizzy's going to cast Catapult on her wrench at Dot's head. <laughs> All right, I'm going to roll dex. Um... Let's see, uh, what's your spell save, DC? 13. I'm gonna roll. Nope. Four. Oh, thank God. Um, yes. How does the communication blackout arc end? Trizzy the Goblin. Um, Trizzy is gonna put her hands up as if to be like, see, we're not here to attack you, um, you know, uh, you can you can see weapons. My, my wrench is up here, and before Dot's had a chance to process what's happened, um, that that there's no wind up. It's not like a throw. The wrench has just flown out of Trizzy's hand, smacked Dot right in the face, who has fallen flat on her back. Um, illithid flask dropped and sort of scattered and rolling a little down the uh, down the hangar. All right, so Bill Webb, you bluffed her out the sh- out of the shell. Trizzy, you knocked her out. St. Cecilia, as the credits start to roll, 
Do you want to try to catch the illithid flask? <laughs> oh shit. Yes. I would like to catch the illithid flask. Uh, what would you like me to roll? Your highest stat. <laughs> uh, so my entire point of hiding was so if I struck at her, I would get advantage. May I get advantage for this? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You come out from under the octopus or something. Uh, I rolled a 21. All right. That's an advantage was a 21 and a botch. Those two are you save the day and everything's okay and this shatters and you this tadpole dies and we start the next arc at a funeral. That was the first one. Um Huzzah! I try that might be more helpful. Do you have any rope? I'm. I don't. I'm technically I do from an explorer's pack. I always Ooh. just choose to flavor that out though, because I'm like, why would a ship captain have like rope on them at all times? Lasso it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. Can I try to? St- no, that's also just going to be strength. That's going to be bad too. Um. 